Welcome back, Wyoming Knuckleheads. I'm your host, Aaron Gray, and I am uh, hanging out here with Zach Gale, my co-host. Zach, what's going on, bud? Hey, you know, I don't know if I officially got a chance to to announce this. I mean, we, we kind of did on the... Uh the golf live stream. Oh yeah, we have it. What's your big announcement? Studio. So, yeah. uh, so in regards to how I'm doing, I'm doing great. Uh, I got hired to be the new sixth grade history teacher at Sheridan Junior High School in the fall. So uh, I'm feeling very good, very, very relaxed. You know, for a while there it was super stressful filling out that application. It, it's a process to to get hired here, uh, and they don't. I mean, they, it's on purpose. Uh, Anyway, I'm feeling really good. Uh, I've got uh, uh, I, I'm just coasting. So yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> That's our fans out there. There we go. Saying, saying uh, <laughs> applauding you. Yeah, but uh, I've got I've had a ton of people who have congratulated me, and everyone at the the school is super super excited and super happy. So yeah, no, I'm excited for you. That's great. Yeah. Um, you know, outside of teaching, that's gr- you know you'll be a great teacher for those kids. But uh, I know there's uh, you know I know the download, but uh, the, you'll get uh, some coaching in too. So nice. Uh, um, well, I did. I did officially send in my application. Hey, for that today, there you go. So. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Going through the process. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It takes a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, that's awesome, man. Congrats. Thank Congrats you. again. Thank you. Um, yeah. Today is Friday, April sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Zach, the big hitters. Um, we'll just say it right off the bat. Governor Gordon did sign the variance for the Sheridan County School Districts. Uh, yep. No mask mandate. That's huge. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, so we're going to cover that a little bit. And then, um, you know, you know, other than that, this is going to be a heavy Wyoming legislative session recap. Yeah. Yep. Um, we were at the Sheridan Chamber of Commerce luncheon, the first one in person. Yeah. It was in, awesome. In a year, right? Yeah, in a year. Yep. Um, and they, it was kind of just like a accumulate like it, it, it was just like a big blessing because like we're announcing our stuff and then obviously a big stuff for us is like current events right and then there's all the legislators Heavy. there <laughs> so we get this update and I'm like yeah like yeah it, it was, was really good it was good so um anyways so uh, before we get going too far um we want to mention uh one of our big partners uh, DYT Solutions they offer custom marketing solutions for your company or brand um go to their website dytsolutionswy.com they've got a lot going on you know it's fun they were all remote. Now their whole team's like moving here to Sheridan. So we, uh, we just had uh, owner and creator Tyler Tyler Wells in, and so he's excited and he's telling us what they've got going on. So um, if you need anything for your company or brand, hit them up. Dyt Solutions. Um, so first and foremost, Zach, um, not a whole lot local stuff. I'll hit this first. Yeah, we kind of hit on it already. Um, the governor did give us that variance for the mask mandate in our schools. I think the biggest thing, you know, I was talking to Senator Biteman. He's like, this is, this is why we need to get on the offensive as conservatives is this right here. And, and what I'm talking about is two weeks ago, there was a school board meeting. Yep. Parents and teachers are the ones that initiated the initiated the talking points of the masks. Okay. Yeah. The school board did not, right. they, they had to get pushed a couple times by some students and some parents saying, Hey, we need to have a conversation about the mask mandate. That's fantastic. That is, yep. that's our first amendment, right? I'm super glad that there were students that did that and pushed that. Um, and I say that because that I believe is why the school board and then our, the health official, uh, Dr. Hunter signed off on it is because right. it, it was an open conversation. It wasn't this like a big protest and yelling and getting in their face. It was, uh, it was students and parents getting up there talking the facts, you know, given the numbers of Sheridan County, um, you know, and, 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 and getting heard out. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, I agree with that. I think it was perfect timing. Yes. You know, the whole, the whole thing we, we had, it's been about a month since before that meeting, right. That the mask mandate was gone in Wyoming. Yep. Right. Yep. Roughly. Roughly. So I think it was perfect time to kind of let people realize there hasn't been a spike in that month. Yes. I think cases, the last time I looked, there's three in Sheridan. Yep. Okay. Um, uh, uh, but I think perfect timing, right? Students and parents came, they, they, there, there was a protest outside and it was all peaceful. Um, I think what was even better was the openness to, uh, what the, what they were saying by the, the uh, school board, Yes, right? They, uh, they're in the Sheridan press write up. Nothing. There wasn't, I don't think a single member who was like 
who was against this or yeah. against looking into what they can do. Exactly. Uh, they were all very open about it. They were all very, you know, they, they heard the people, which is, which is great. Um, one, one part of one, the one half of a conversation, Zach, is you got to listen. Right. Right. And so coming into it with open minds, you know, again, have seeing what, what has happened in the past month. Uh, and just from the school side, uh, you know, I think there were teachers who were not against it. They're all I, all the teachers are full of are, are fed up with wearing masks, and they're fed up with having to remind students put your mask on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was uh, there was like this is is this the fight you want to pick right now? Like there's there's eight weeks left of school, you yes. know, and so I wasn't really optimistic that it was going to go through. I was like, I think we're I think we're going to go through for the next eight weeks without a mask. So don't get don't, kids don't get your hopes up. Yeah, <laughs> but starting this coming Monday. No masks. Yep. Unless yeah. you unless you want one. Yeah, and I I applaud the school district for listening. I applaud uh, Dr. Hunter for signing off on it because that was a huge. I think that's people forget. There's two different variants applications. Yep. And with him signing off on it is saying, hey, if you don't give us the school district one application, then we're probably going to do the county one. Right. So just give it to us. So, yep. um, you know, and and yeah, so it's fantastic. Um, you know, I think we're finally getting to, Hey, we're back to normal. We can have real conversations again. We can meet in person, you know, let's rock and roll. 2021's coming in. Yeah. You know, we're summertime is coming. Summer is going to be a party. Yeah. I think, I think Wyoming is like this whole Rocky mountain region. Cause you know, like South Dakota is going to blow up. Oh yeah. Um, you know it. So anyways, um, I mean, so here's, here's a little, I mean, just how I'm feeling or knowing that this is going to happen. I got online yesterday for the Cheyenne frontier days. Cause they opened up ticket sales for all the concerts. And as you, as you know, Garth Brooks is yes. one of the headlines. And my goal was to get front row tickets to Garth Brooks, get in there. I mean, within minutes sold out, sold out. And the site crashed. Crashed. There were, I don't know how many people have to get on that site, right. Which experiences that kind of traffic every year (laughs) for it to crash. And it crashed. And I was like, crap, I couldn't get tickets. I got tickets to another guy, uh, the next night, but, uh, (laughs) still going to be front row. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be an awesome time. That'll be awesome. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this region is prepped to explode this summer and we're trying to capitalize on it. Everybody's trying to capitalize. We were just talking with Tyler all the hotels are booked, you know, Airbnbs, rentals. I mean, we even, we're in April and the summer is booked. Yep. Get, get yourself a tent, find a campground. Yeah, man. (laughs) Um, anyway, so that's good news. Talk about this. This is a cool little story. This is cool. And it's kind of old news. We haven't, you know, we've been trying to get our, our weekly, uh, episode (laughs) out. Um, but I, I kept it in here cause it's really cool. So, uh, fourth grader, Addison Cassidy, uh, she wrote an essay about planning to lead a mission to the moon. Um, and it's part of something that NASA is doing, trying to get, you know, kids interested in, in science and space exploration. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have this essay contest. Her essay, uh, was one of 14,000 essays chosen, I think across the country. Okay. Right. Uh, and so then out of 155 chosen, I think nationally, Three of those 155 were from Wyoming, and she was one of those three. Wow. Um, so that's really cool. Uh, I, I don't remember if she gets to go anywhere. Uh, for, I think if she gets chosen as a finalist, she gets to go. Uh, oh, awesome. Go there. But anyway, super, super cool. Uh, I read it, and it's uh, it's cool. The Sheridan Pre- Go back and look on the Sheridan Press because they have it from a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, it was really cool. So way to go, Addison. That's awesome. Yeah. No, have that curiosity. Um my, my dad had a contract way back when with NASA and he took my brother and I to a camp. Super cool. Yeah. I mean, it is, um, it, and, and I remember this is a cool story, Zach. So they brought in a German scientist that was part of the, um, uh, I guess, is that the Manhattan project when they brought those guys yeah, over? Yep. Um, so he was, and I wish I was a little older because to take in kind of the significance of this. So mm-hmm. he was a German scientist that the Nazis kind of pretty much, you know, encamped and said, yeah. you're going to work for us or we're going to kill you. Right. So of course he's like, well, okay, I guess I'll make you rockets, you yeah. know? Um, anyways, he did say like his, his goal was always space travel. Yeah. You know, and this was the forties, you know? And so, you know, he's like, that's why we made, you know, he's like, it, it's, he's like, I look back and it's, you know, they use those for bad things. He's like, but, when I got over to the States anyways, that's those doctors were instrumental in kind of our space program. Anyways, that was yeah. a 
fascinating story and he spoke and you know so anyway so those are super cool camps a way to go hopefully she gets to go that'd be so yeah, cool that'd be really cool um so anyways um before we get into the state stuff, um, I want to mention um, one of our sponsors, Jess Hattervig at ERA Carroll Realty. If you are a listener outside the state of Wyoming and you want to move out here, please come out here. We want you yeah. here. But guess what? You're going to need a realtor. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you're going to need an, an experienced realtor that knows, you know, knows people that are looking to sell. He, you know, he knows where the property is. You know, he yep. knows the contractors. Yep. Um, you know, I've been talking to contractors. You're probably two, three years out building. So you probably should just talk to a realtor and plan it out. Um, give Jess a call, 307-751-6924. Again, that's Jess Hattervig at ERA Care Realty up here in Sheridan. So, all right, Zach, um, I'll try and go quick through a lot of these. Um, and, and then you pipe up if you have a comment, sure. you know, cause, cause a lot of this was talked about, uh, from the Sheridan guy, the Sheridan representatives and senators the other day. Yeah. Um, so house bill 166, it did get passed and it was signed by the governor. So house bill 166, um, was an amendment to the closure of power plants. Um, coal and natural gas power plants. So the bill, if you remember a couple weeks ago, we talked about this. The bill requires the state and the utility companies to provide proof that, okay, hey, so if you're closing down a coal power plant, you have to prove to us that you are going to generate the same amount of power for the same price. Right. That just makes sense to me. Yep. If we're forcing a company to do something, the the price to the consumer and the customer should be the same. Right. That's just super logical. Yeah, I don't don't see how anybody could think this is a bad idea. Right. Well, and you're also making sure that the people who live in that area and are dependent on that energy are going to continue to get the same amount of energy that they've been getting. Reliable, cheap, effective energy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I yeah. It. I don't. So they're they're uh, they're um, in KPVI. This was a couple weeks ago. They say they have a quote, critics say old jack prices up. No, it won't. That, that's exactly why we have this in here is to, if they, if they have to prove it to us, right? show us the numbers. Okay. What uh, happens if they can't, or if they show that they, the prices will go up, what, what happens then? Then we get to keep our coal and natural gas power plants. Okay. Even but, if that natural, even if it's. Well, I guess it's not like the mine. Never mind. I'm thinking yeah. different. So yeah. Yeah. even if the mine closes, wasn't there something similar for if a mine closes? Yeah, because that's all reclamation and stuff like yeah. that. Yep. Okay. Well, and this is the whole thing. I think they should have, this is a Band-Aid. I think they need to get rid of the whole act where it's the closure of power plants. Mm -hmm. You can't, why, why are we forcing a company to close at a certain time? Yeah. That makes no sense. If they're providing safe, reliable energy... And it's viable. Yeah. Why Why should the government get involved? And this is the whole thing, you know, is yeah. we're not talking about that. This is a Band-Aid on that saying no, you know, because we've seen this problem in right. other states where they force them to close. And then the utility company is like, well, what do we do now? Right. Solar and wind are going to be more expensive. I guess that's what we do. Yeah. And the prices go up. And then the people are like, wait a second. And it's like, well, you guys passed a thing where they had to close this power plant. So anyways, all right. Um, I don't, yeah, I know it doesn't make sense. Um, I got a response from PAW on this. I'll just read it and I'll give you my thoughts. Yeah. The legislature found itself in a bind regarding how to encourage continued operation of coal fired power plants. Strong opinions exist among legislators and PAW members regarding these efforts. Uh, these efforts impacts on utility rates for PAW members. The bill house bill 166, which went through uh, many changes and resulting policy is important to watch with respect to how it affects energy markets and electricity. Okay. That's a very, Okay, cool. You know, but I'm kind of, my thing is like, okay, we've seen this in other states. It does affect right. the rates. It does. Nationally, our rates, utility rates have gone up almost 10%. That's, that does not make sense. Yeah. Okay. If, if you're telling me that's renewables and stuff are gaining hold and they're cheaper, then utility rates should go down. Right. Okay. That's just logical. So something's going on here. So, um, I'm just a little upset that that's a very, very, uh, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? Very, very bland answer from PAW. Um, yeah, you know, anyways, 
you know, you are the Petroleum Association of Wyoming. I think you would take a stronger stance on that. Anyways. So anyways, it's a good Band-Aid, Zach, but it's not, you know, there's more to do there on that one. Um, Mark Jennings, uh, representative Jennings, Senator Biteman. I think almost all our, all our representatives signed on this one. Yeah. Senate file 34. It's the born alive bill. Um, Gordon signed that. So I think that's uh, for anyone that's a pro-life and, and really remember this is the, I should, we should clarify. This is the born alive one that remember if, um, if it's alive, you know, the, the doctor is, uh, you know, you are legally obligated to try and save that life. So it's right. not. Don't take this as a, a um, I don't want to call it radical, but don't, don't, don't let someone tell you that this is a, uh, infringement on women's rights, right. um, pro-life bill. No, this is if, if, if the baby is alive and the, and you're there on the table, the doctor has the legal ob- obligation to save that life. Yeah. That's, that's, I think it's, and it has to do with a failed abortion failed abortion or failed you know so right yep. if it's born alive you have to try and save that yep so it, yep. just to clarify because you know a lot of these sometimes they always misconstrued what it is so right. um so the governor gordon um has repeatedly said he's not going to support a vaccine passport good um that's great um i think we just want to challenge him and say all right put that in writing florida montana texas and other states have put it in, in executive orders or acts saying they will fight that if, if yeah. the feds come down on it. So, um, I think just put, put your money where your mouth is on that one. Um, right. but I'm glad he's saying it, but it's, it's kind of more like, Hey, let's no, you're right. And I think we've, we've had this idea before this coalition of States coming together to support these vested interests. So whether it's coal and natural gas energy or it's the second amendment or it's COVID and these infringements on people's liberties to go wherever they want, when they please, there needs to be a coalition. Remember we are, our country was founded on this idea that the States have more power and say over than the federal government. Now through history, that's changed, right? The relationship has changed civil war and so on and so forth. The federal government has continued to get more and more power. We can challenge that and we can return to some sort. We can change this structure of federalism. If the States band together on these things, yes, the more there's strength in numbers and this entire Rocky mountain region and some of those States kind of along the South, absolutely banding together will be able to, to start making some voices be heard. Yes. Um, there's absolutely no reason not to do it. What, what do we have to gain from not doing it? Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. And I think uh, we're kind of alluding to, uh, we, we might talk about today, article five. Yep. Um, you know, Senator Biteman was asked that question. Um, so anyway, so that's exactly what you're talking about. Um, so I think we'll talk about that later on a little sneak preview there, Zach, but I'm with you. I think what's, what's, what does Gordon have to gain here by not signing one of those things that these other governors have done? Right. The Montana governor's done it. Right. He, he's more, he's more moderate than, than Gordon. So let's come on. Um, so anyways, um, house bill 133. This was the online gambling bill. Um, it's really only going to generate about $20,000 in revenue. I think Zach is what the estimation was. Interesting. And, and because this one, and we're going to talk about Senate file 56. So 133 is just online gambling. So like if you and I are gambling on DraftKings, now Wyoming gets a cut of that you get a percentage. Um, so I'm thinking to myself, I feel like that 20,000 is a little bit low. Right. So anyways, I'm not, was there more language in there about making it easier for people in the state to like, that just doesn't No, neither goal was to get neither, neither, neither of these two bills are very clear. And then the Wyoming gaming commission website's not very clear. This is one of my things today is I'm like, I think, uh, challenge governor Gordon. Hey, we need to make that clearer. Cause like, right. You know, if go BYO wants to make a sports book, I want to know how to do that. Cause you just passed it and it's going to be legal in July. Yeah. That's right. prime time. That's, you know, we're going to have all these people here. That's prime time to have a sports book. I mean, and I will say governor Gordon ran on a, a policy of transparency. transparency and it's come up the last several elections. 
this idea of dark money influencing elections. <laughs> we may have just turned a faucet on to some dark <laughs> money. And I, I and look, wherever you fall on that or if you care about it, I mean, it is important. So it needs to be transparent. We need to know where that money's coming and how the state is going to be using that money. Yep. Uh, just like we talk about with these environmental groups that are here in Wyoming, we need to know where their money's coming from and we need to know where it's going. Yep. Um, and I think... Yeah. 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 It's in, in, in regards to Senate file 56, that that's the big one where it's like, Hey, bars, restaurants, I like this fraternal groups. Like, so like frats and stuff, I guess, yeah. or like elks or the like elks. Yeah, yeah. Cause the elks does have some slot machines. Yep. Yep. So this is what I mean though is okay. But then I go to their website and I don't see any, like, where's an application? You know, how does yep. that work? How do I get one of these machines um, in my business? Yep. Um, so anyways, that's the big one. So yeah, no, this I'm with you, Zach. This is a challenge to Governor Gordon. Hey, you ran on transparency. You ran on dark money. You know, um, Senate File 56 claims they're going to make $2 million in revenue. Okay, I want to know where that's going. Yep. Um, So anyways. Right. I agree with you. And all right, next one. This was a big one again for um, a lot of our our representatives. They voted yes on this one. Is the uh, the change to the con- the the concealed carry permit yeah, constitutional carry? Yep, constitutional carry, and that's the best way to describe it. Is because uh, Senator Biteman said it correctly in regards. Hey, look, it was written saying Wyoming resident. Right. He's like, which hey, that's fine, right? Because you got to go through all the hoops and stuff for our for our permit process. Yep. He's like, but he's like, if someone's traveling through our state who's also a law abiding citizen in their state and they've got a concealed carry permit, yeah, that should be fine. Which is right. that's why it's constitutional carry, right? And so uh, to, to clarify on that a little bit, constitutional carry is being able to carry without a permit if you meet certain uh, certain requirements. Requirements, yes. and I don't think I think you have to be twenty one, right? Yep. You and when it was written, it was you had to be a Wyoming resident. Correct. Um, and there's probably some more there. I need to. I really need to check up on that. But now, uh, if you're from, I, I don't think Col- I don't know if Colorado has it. Probably not. But if you're from Colorado and you're traveling through Wyoming, there's and you don't have your permit you're going to be more protected than you would have been if you didn't have your permit and you came yes. to Wyoming. Yep, correct. Now, uh, if I can go, I can still go get a concealed permit. Uh, you can get one. Anybody can go get one who's of age and has, you know, the, the qualifications. Pass. Got it, yep. Um, but those, uh, there's a, a, oh gosh, what's it called? Um, other states honor that too. And there's a majority of states that do. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's just a safe bet to go get that anyways. Yes. Um, but so what this does is it basically makes it the same, uh, for this, uh, as it would be if you had a a carry permit. Yes. Correct. Yeah. And that's what he was getting at is like, look, if, cause if you've gone through all the hoops and hurdles in those other States that recognize the same thing, you should be able to carry here. So, yeah. So if your state recognizes constitutional carry, you can constitutional carry here. Yep. Yep. And I love that. That's great. Um, so this was reported by this next one. This was reported by Cowboy State Daily. Um, this was actually Monday or so. Uh, Governor Gordon says he's going to take a more active role this coming year, I guess, you know, in regards to the education funding debate. Huh. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> my uh, my first comment was, that's a little late there, bud. I mean, right now, uh, Senator Kinski did make a comment that look, the governor can do whatever he wants. Well, he can make recommendations to whatever he wants in the general budget. Yep. He cannot constitutionally, and this again, this right. is the problem with K twelve and how it's written. He cannot do anything. He can't to the K twelve budget. Yeah. This is the problem. This I will. I applaud Governor Gordon. He did a great job with the general budget. He cut four hundred thirty million dollars right. and got it balanced. I guarantee you he probably would have got the K-12 balanced, right. but he cannot physically touch it. Now, I say a little too late because it's like you probably could have been saying stuff this whole time. Right. <laughs> right. Mean, that's your job. Like, right. You can say all you want, right? Yeah. I mean, making the suggestions is where the, the line gets drawn. Um, yeah, I was going to bring that up because I didn't know that. And it makes sense when you when we've talked about the budget, K twelve is set aside in its own thing. It is its own budget, yep. which causes its own problems. I think it. it, it I mean, when you look at it, it kind of makes sense to make sure that that money is there for it, right? It's not being misspent, and the. I mean, it's being misspent right now. Yes. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong, <laughs> but it's being it's being misspent 
on education things. It's not being misspent on other state uh, yep. state things. Right. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense in that regard. But, again, I, I mean, uh, what, whatever he can do, I think, it, again, it's he can say it now since the federal government has swooped in and saved us. Yeah. Because probably, you're probably reminding yourself, listener, uh, we had a $300 million shortfall, and now nobody's talking about it. And that's because the federal government came through and gave us $300 million to fill that yep. gap. Well, they gave the state $1.5 billion. Right. Right. And so that 1.5 billion goes to fill other gaps in our budget. Yes. Yep. And we're going to talk about this more, but yeah. Um, I will say he is quoted saying it's due to the decline of mineral sector. No, no, it is not. We have a spending problem. We're going to get into this. That is untrue. I don't know how you and I have been saying it since August. We've had Wyoming taxpayers on. We've had multiple representatives and senators on. That is untrue. We have have weaned ourselves off the mineral industry. We've been using our savings. You cannot say this. That's that is right. I'm I'm going to say it. That's fake news, Governor Gordon. That is untrue. Right. I guess it depends on what he's referencing when he says the decline of the the mineral sector. Does he mean in the state or just public opinion towards towards that nationwide in the state revenue? Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we looked at it. It it's shorter, or you know, there's less of it this year than there was before, but. It's made a, a pretty significant comeback in the last few months. Yes. Yeah. Because we had extra money, if you remember. Right. <laughs> right. And so you're you're right. It's not because of this. It's because, like we said, it's being misspent. Or uh, I think it was Senator Kinski was telling us uh, they send out money to the school districts. The school districts decide what the funding is. Yes. So this, I think there's some response. I don't think it all falls on the state. I think it also falls on the school district. Oh, absolutely. As well. The school district needs to to step up and own up to that. Yep. Now I want to know: Does the school district get to decide the salary and pay scale for teachers and administration? Because if it does. I'm so, I mean, (laughs) I'm an educator, right? I'm not going to go out and advocate for a pay cut. It doesn't make (laughs) sense, but the school district has to be more strict on, on that. Yes. And especially looking at administrators. Well, and this, that's one question that you and I have come up with, right. in going through this logically. Okay. So now we need to know, yeah, is it, is it Sheridan County district two? Are they the ones that dictate the salaries and the benefits? Um, or does that come from the state? Right. Cause then now that's a bigger question, right? But I do agree with you there. There are parts of the money when the state sends it to the school districts yeah, um, that they get to decide whatever goes to it. And like my biggest example is, and I just don't want to bash on NC, but they built this $3 million walkway mm-hmm. a couple years ago and then they've cut off teachers this year. Yeah. That's on your school board. That's not on the state. Right. And that's Kinski kind of made that clear. Like, look, I give Natrona County the, you know, which now we can talk about how that's divvied up, but he's like, look, I don't have any say on what goes on there. Right. You know, the speaker of the house, Steve Harshman works at NC. So you can put two and two together in regards to that goes to their athletic facility, but you've cut teachers when you're building a $3 million walkway. Right. Okay. Is that that really important? Yeah. That's, that's on you Natrona County. That's not on the state. So that's what Zach's getting at. So, but we do have a big question on who dictates the admin salaries, who dictates teacher salaries, right? If that's the state, then it's on the state again. Right. Um, And when we look at it, the other thing that was really cool from the chamber luncheon was the breakdown of cost per student. We pay about $16,000 per student to go here. Yes. Now I, I, I've talked about this with uh, Mr. Cooper and some of the other teachers looking at this. I mean, you, you think about that and you're like, well, that's a lot. And you think, what, what are they buying? Cause we have said it time and time again, Sheridan County has incredible teachers, has an incredible education system. Um, but when we break that down, is it because we have this cost per student because it's so high. When you look across the state uh, or across the, the country, state uh, testing scores are higher in these states where the cost per student is lower. So I think at the bottom of that list that Senator Kinski showed was Utah. Utah has higher state testing scores than yes. Wyoming. Yes. Um, and it, so it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't compute right away, but you think about it, you're like, okay, so obviously there's no correlation between the amount of money spent on per student and, and testing scores. 
we can get into a further debate about do, do <laughs> testing scores really matter? Yes. Um, but I mean, when you look at this state standard testing scores, yeah. I mean, and yeah. Yep. Well, and Zach, and the, the big thing that we will remind our Wyoming knucklehead listeners is that's you reading a graph and looking at a number and say, hmm, okay, so we're the highest that pays per kid. Yeah. But we're one of the lowest testing. Yeah. We're pretty middle of the pack. So the solution is not increase how much we pay for student because that's right. Right. That'd be the logical thing. So that's what Kinski was kind of getting at is like, look, like if we're the worst out of our region and we're paying the most, so something's off. Right. You know, so that's what you're getting at. So, yeah. And and maybe Utah wasn't the best example. I don't know where Utah falls on there, but Montana's testing scores are higher than Wyoming's. Yep. I know that. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Now COVID's going to be interesting to see how that works because state, they canceled last year's standards testing is coming back. And there are a lot of schools and a lot of states out there that have not had in-person teaching for over a year. Oh, geez. So that's going to be interesting yeah. to see. There's going to be huge learning gaps that come out of oh, this. Oh, definitely. Oh, All man. Right. Anyways. There's, um, our, there's my soapbox. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, last, last, state, last state news, and then we'll get into our give no ground. Um, this is a sad story, man. That's, th- yeah, this is what it is. It's just a sad story. So uh, University of Wyoming football recruit Tony Evans Jr., he was killed a couple weekends ago in the Dallas area. He was 17. Uh, looked like he was going to play like cornerback or like receiver for us. Um, just, man, this is a sad story. He was going to a hotel party. Um, another boy was injured too in the shooting. Um, uh, I think, I think Tony died on the scene, Zach. So I, you know, I, I couldn't find anything of like how many times he was shot or anything, but, Dang. um, the Dallas police have arrested 18 year old Keyshawn Harris, uh, for the murder. Um, uh, but, um, you know, just a sad story about, yeah. you know, who knows what's going on, but, um, I had his whole life ahead of him. Exactly. And, uh, that's too bad. Did you know, they say it was like gang related or no, you know, and, and especially they didn't really mention like what the party was for. Yeah. You know, um, just, I, I think you said it best, you know, he, he's 17, you know, wasn't even 18 yet. Was going to come play D- division one football. Yeah, man. Just, you know, um, any parents out there, you know, have conversations with your kids about making the right decision and right. being, ar- our, being around the right people. And, yeah. um, our condolences to, to y- that family. Too. Yep. That's yep. hard. Yeah. That's God. Um, and I mean, he's probably almost done, right? I mean, we're in April. I mean, yeah, God, he's, he's about to graduate. Yeah. That's too bad. He'd be up here in Laramie just working out. So anyways, um, all right, we're going to take a little siesta. We have a, I'm going to, I'm going to play uh, some hot gazpacho, Zach, as right. we get into uh, give no ground. <laughs> I'm pushing hard for Black Tooth Mountain. If you guys haven't heard our interview yet with Hot Gazpacho, that's Nick Gale and Will Kraft. That's episode 122. Um, Tomorrow, well, this will probably come out on the 17th, but uh, Hot Gazpacho's new single, Black Tooth Mountain, should be out. So that was a little taste. Yeah, great Uh, song. Go listen to it. Yes. uh, Listen to that interview. Listen to the the song. Go stream it. Put it on your playlist. Apparently, that's a big deal. Yeah. Go put it on your playlist. Mess up up the the, uh, algorithm. Yeah, there you go. Um, All right. So we're entering in our uh, last bit here. It's called The Give No Ground. Um, Hey, if you liked our first bit and you don't want to hear this bit, that's fine. Get out of here. Yeah. Share, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Um, Or you can suck it up and listen to an opinion that's different from your own. Yes. There you go. Um, what are we talking about, Zach? I don't even know. We have a lot. I, I wrote know. a rod down here. <laughs> I know. I wanted to talk about some gun control maybe a little bit and okay. just how stupid that is, but sure. I don't really have anything specific or specific numbers. Okay. Um, I know. Well, let's just, let's just talk about what I do know. So uh, after that shooting, uh, or there were a couple shootings. There was one in Colorado and then there was one, uh, where was the other one? Uh, I think it was the, the one in Georgia with the, oh, the yeah. spa. Yep. 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 Um, and then apparently there was a school shooting in Tennessee over the weekend. Sure. Uh, or it wouldn't have been over it's, the weekend. It's it was weird. Like it's, it's weird how they all start popping up when they want to control the narrative. You know, I was, I said the same thing. I, I told my dad, I said, we had the Vegas shooter under Trump. We had, uh, there was like one other one. 
right? Yep. There were two really, uh, the, the Parkland, Florida one. Yes. We had two big ones under Trump and those were pretty early in his presidency. Yes. Didn't have one again after that. Now Biden has been in office for not even six months and he's got four. Yes. Four under his belt. Yep. Uh, why? Yeah. <laughs> What's the, why, why does it happen all of a sudden? I mean, I'm thinking back to Obama too. He had, so he many. had, um, wasn't it Virginia tech? Um, and he had maybe that Aurora one. He, Oh, he had dozens. And yeah. a lot of them were, were like ISIS terror attacks, uh, which we didn't have under Trump either. By yes. Way, Cause uh, he <laughs> destroyed ISIS. But, um, but again, yeah, it's weird. You're like, Hmm, uh, Democrat president has a ton of people get killed under his watch. And then we have a, anyway, uh, we won't get that far. Into well, it. but it's, yeah every time this idea comes up or they propose this legislation, it happens. Yes. Right. Yep. You can't just, I don't know. I, I don't know what the correlation is there, it, well, you know, or what the causation is. There's correlation. I don't know what the causation is. Well, it, it's, it's, it's the mainstream media controls the narrative, right? I mean, yeah. that that's, and, and it's plain and simple. I'm not saying it's fake. I'm not saying those things didn't happen. I'm right. just saying they control the narrative. And my biggest example before the Black Lives Matter movement got really big there in 2020 was why did they not come out? There was three months before that there was a shooting in Georgia, the one where the the dad and son chased down that guy running through the neighborhood. You remember yeah, that one? Yeah. And I was like, why are you not talking about that one? If out of all the shootings, that is the most racist, the most heinous of crimes. Right. These guys just chasing him down and shooting him in the street. Right but you're not talking about that one. Yep. You're going to talk about all these other ones. Right. And that's, that's the deal is they control the narrative. It right. wasn't and the, the right time of the ones in Minnesota and Portland or wherever it was, mm-hmm. is it's a cop. It's a white cop specifically. That is exactly right. The, yeah. the father son duo that chased down that black man there. Right. They were not law enforcement. They were just right. racist pretty much. I don't yeah. know what they were thinking. I don't thinking. know what, what it was. But um, yeah. But you're right. It's right. Because and you would d- think that one would fit their agenda. Exactly. More. Exactly. Yeah. So it's it's all about narrative, man. It's all yeah. about what, you know, and, and again, like I said, it's all, it's been, they're, they're changing your, they're, they're distracting you. Right. Because yep. I bet, I guarantee you maybe Biden's going to be like, oh, hey, we can start loosening up now. Hey, we can start opening. You know what I mean? Right. That's what it's going to be next. Yep. You know, it's in, you know, people are sheep, I guess, you know, whatever. Um, yeah. You know, and. Uh, I want to talk about this because we're talking about big media. I was sending you all that stuff. So uh, the Veritas project is going to sue Twitter. Yep. Um, yep. And be, and then have you seen all those clips by the CNN director? So I haven't. I've been meaning to watch those because James O'Keefe and Project Veritas do a lot of good stuff. But it sounds like they've really hardcore manipulated. Uh, so we're talking about people. that shooting. We're talking about that Asian shooting in Georgia. Yep. You have the CNN director on tape saying this doesn't fit our Black Lives Matter narrative because the people that shot him were black Yep. on tape. So if you are t- if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, no, I'm going to trust CNN, I'm going to trust the big media companies. Just leave now. You're probably not even listening to this. Um, but like, yeah, Project Veritas, love those guys. Yeah, James the, O'Keefe is. He's yeah. the guy that went and recorded uh, professors about, um, he was doing a s- satirical thing about, hey, I want you guys to drop Lucky Charms because I'm Irish. Right. Um, he's got a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's uh, a good. Love him or hate him, but he, this isn't the first time either he's exposed CNN. Well, uh, and then he's exposing Twitter because he's like, guys, like, are you dumb? Like, that's not my thing. That's not my account. That's not, I'm not making these. Right. Yeah. And Twitter so, blocked him or sus- suspended completely him. Completely took out his ability to tweet his personal account because they said he was creating false accounts. Correct. From CNN. And yeah. so now he's going after both those guys. Yeah. Um, oh, and he'll win. Oh yeah. He's definitely. already winning against CNN and New York times for defamation. Yep. So let's get back into this, this gun control. Yes. So, uh, Biden, April 7th, uh, enacted several executive orders. Uh, and here's what some of those things do. So the justice department within 30 days of his issuing that will issue a proposed rule to help stop the prolifer- proliferation of ghost guns. Now we talked about ghost guns back when he was running, uh, because this was on his agenda, ghost guns from what I, what I understand from the term is guns that are either acquired, uh, without an FFL background check or are missing parts. Okay. So 
uh, the questions that we had at the time were, well, what if I'm buying an AR lower, right? That doesn't have parts. Now, I didn't know, I didn't think about it at the time, but to buy an F, to when you buy a lower, even if it's stripped, doesn't have any parts and it, it's just the lower, you still have to fill out an FFL. Okay. Uh, wherever, wherever you buy it from, unless somebody gives it to you, right? Or has machined it and gave it to you, then you don't have to fill out an FFL. But, uh, so you have to fill out an FFL for that, even if it has no parts in it, that's, you have to do it. Um, and then, but the big thing, uh, I think they tried to lump in, uh, the gun show loophole into this ghost gun thing. Uh, and we talked about that and debunked that yes, a ton. Yes. Now there is something I need to look up more. There might be some gun shows where dealers aren't FFL licensed. Mm. I don't know where those are at or, or, you know, I would assume for the majority, the majority of people going to gun shows are FFL licensed and they're, you know, they're selling products like that just makes sense. Yeah. Um, now if you're not doing that, <laughs> that's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> stop doing that. Uh, stop breaking the law. Okay. Stop, stop giving them a reason to pass these, these freaking bills. Um, so anyway, on to the next part. Uh, cause there's a lot that he did with the stroke of a pen without, uh, ever consulting any of his colleagues in Congress. So uh, the Justice Department within 60 days will issue a proposed rule to make clear when a device marketed as a stabilizing brace effectively turns a pistol into a short-barreled rifle subject to the requirements of the National Firearms Act. That's a big one. Yes. That's big. Um, you can go to Rocky right now and buy one of those. Uh, you can go to Sportsman's and buy them. A lot of these companies who machine and manufacture ARs are creating ARs and pistol, pistol caliber calibers. Excuse yes, me. Right. Gosh. Yep. So if you have a nine, if you want to shoot nine millimeter, they have them. If you want to shoot 45 or 40, they have them. Even, uh, they make five, five, six pistol <laughs> sized ARs. You can, you can buy those. Uh, that's, that's big. Yes. That's really big. That's a huge, that's going to take a, a tons of ton of weapons, firearms off the market, a ton of weapons that can be used for home and self-defense. Yes. Uh, off the market. If that, if that passes, uh, and then the justice department within 60 days will publish model red flag leg legislation for States. So whatever that's going to look like, we'll have to keep an eye out for that to see when that comes out. Um, it, it's a lot. And, and I'm of the opinion, any, any legislation on firearms prohibiting or, you know, excluding what you can get for your firearm is infringing on that, that basic right. Yes, absolutely. And I, 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 that's just one thing, you know, we talk about people whose minds will never be changed on subjects. That's one where my mind will never be changed. On. Yeah. Never. Um, well, and a logical counterpoint to anybody, right. That doesn't agree with that. It's like, okay, well then the military has to give up everything that they use and run. Yep. That are similar to that. Right. Because oh, that's why we have that amendment. Yes. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. No, it's, it's, um, it's interesting. It's interesting. Zach, as you and I are always outer perspective, we try and be outer perspective as much as possible. Can you imagine if Trump was doing executive acts like this? Oh, you'd never hear the end of it. Exactly. And so to, to any of my moderate and really, if you're, if you've been a lifelong Democrat, this doesn't fit what you believe in. Right. All these executive acts. Right. And I mean, again, this has been going on since, uh, yeah, I mean, we could go, I mean, probably like Nixon, you know, yeah. even Reagan had some executive acts. It's like, so we need to wake up in regards to, it doesn't matter if you like them or not, or if you're on their side or not, it's like executive acts are not okay. Cause right. we have a system of checks and balances and that presidential, that presidential branch is getting too powerful. Yes. Um, and that's my look at it. Cause it's like, there's no surprise to this. Like, this is what he ran on again. It's like, this is what he ran on. Yeah. This is what he's going to do. Yep. Um, I saw today that he's going to try and pack the court, you know, the Supreme court's like he ran on that. Yep. So again, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, you moderates, you're letting this radical left just take control and, and you know, it, it, you, you know, you can't be surprised first off, cause this, this is exactly what they said they're going to do. Yep. Um, I, I, I want to go back to this. We talked about it with, uh, education and with COVID vaccines, states need to start banding together. Yep. There, there can't, you know, you can't just say 
Governor Gordon has announced he's not going to approve or follow any executive order that comes from Biden uh, on the Second Amendment and, and weapons and firearms. But that's not enough. Yes. The states need to band together in some way to, to so that they can push back on the government. Now, I mean, there's the federal side of it. Fine. Right. Your, your, your legislatures in Congress absolutely, I think, need to join that coalition. But the governors, state representatives and and people in the in D.C. who represent their states all have to band together on this. Yes. Um, people like you and me, grassroots movements need to happen to push our legislators to stand up for these rights, whatever it is, Second Amendment, COVID, uh, oil, natural gas, uh, natural resources, yep. you know, whatever. There, there needs to be this grassroots movement. Uh, we've become complacent in, in this. And yes. re, you know, we've, we sat back and we're like, well, what can I do? What can I do? I mean, shoot, dude, you and I yeah. on, on Wednesday sat down at a lunch where we had five of our state representatives there. I mean, if we have access to these individuals, yes. right? More so than they do in California, right? More so than probably Colorado even. Um, but South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, Idaho, I'm sure we have uh, access to these people. I want to reiterate that Um, speaking with Bo Biteman privately, he said the exact same thing that and Mark Jennings said this too. Hey, you know, you know, we need to be more excited about, look, we had no taxes, Yep. You know, no, no taxes came through this legislative session. We were able to cut $430 million out of our general budget. And look, our government still works. Yep. You know, that was his like, <laughs> right. huh, so maybe we should have cut this a long time ago. Yeah. Um, and then his big, you know, so though you're right, we need, we, we can't just be like, okay, good. There we go. Nope. It's we, we have to be aggressive. We have to tell our elected officials to give no ground. They need to stand up. You know, I, you, you and I have been challenging Gordon. Okay. That's great. You're saying it form a coalition. You know, there's, there's ways to do it in article five, get the States together yep. and show them, you know, show that federal government, we can do this, especially this area. Um, we've got plenty of resources that I think we've got leverage on a lot of different things. Um, and, and it starts here. It starts at a grassroots effort. It, you know, uh, the problem is we're complacent and we don't care. Yeah. And, um, you know, anyways, that's why we're doing this, but, um, right. you know, that's, yeah, we, you, even if you're not conservative, you know, if you're listening all the way through this, even if you're not a full on, you know, conservative, this should concern you. Um, a lot of these issues we talked about, because, um, if you understand how our government works, that's, you know, that, you know, uh, that's a basic, basic, basic rights. Um, I do want to add one more thing because I said, I'll, you know, my mind will never be changed on this, but I don't want people listening to get the conception misconception <laughs> that I'm oh my guns and my bible and you know like I'm just going to hoard them all yeah I have been more and more looking into uh training with with firearms with my you know with my handgun and with my AR and w- with what I've got training for those for whatever instance there might be yes like, god forbid it ever happens yeah but being prepared there's uh there's a obviously there's a, an amazing gun culture in in Wyoming and in, across America, and you can go and find people on YouTube who are who are training other people uh, who are either former veterans or just you know very passionate about the Second Amendment and and about being able to protect themselves, training other people. And they all talk about this. Well, what's your why? Right. And what's your why? Why? Why do you have it? Right. Why are you here training with it? And in the past, I've said, well, why is none of your business? (laughs) (laughs) Why do I need my ARs? None of your business. Well, fine. If I want to say that to somebody else, that's fine. But I think I can't I can't say that to myself. I do have to have a reason why Uh, and why to protect myself, to protect my family, to protect my property, okay, to protect those three things, life, liberty, property. Um, That's my why, okay? And it doesn't do me any good if my guns just sit there in the safe, right? They just sit there collecting dust or I hoard ammunition, right? That's a huge problem right now. As soon as ammo comes available, it's bought up like that. Um, Using those things, practicing, training, preparing, 
being ready for any situation, God forbid it ever happens. So I will be doing more and more of that um, as, you know, these, these resources come available. It's hard to do right now. Cause like I said, there's no ammo anywhere. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. And, and shoot, just getting part. I, I don't know if you've gone and looked at all AR 15s and AR 15 parts. Oh, you cannot find them. Yeah. Nowhere. Yep. Every website you go to, everything is going to be sold out. Everything. Um, so like I said, I'm not just, I'm not <laughs> of that mindset where I'm just going to keep my guns and, you know, grab them and, and, and not use them. Right. Yes. I have my, why I know why I have them and why I want them, why I need them. And I know I'm going to know how to use them, right. Yep. How to use them effectively. Yeah. So No, that's well said. And I think, you know, that's the most important thing I think that we can, uh, communicate on this show is, you know, why do you think that way? You know, why, why do you believe that? You know, why, why, and that's the reason why we started this is regards to, you know, why is it set up that way? Why is it like this? Um, ask yourself that why, why, you know, and, um, to end out on, or, or no, just to end out on that. So, um, you know, if anything else, Zach, I think that's about it, man. Yeah, no, that's all I've got. Just a lot of good, Um, just a lot of good recap there from our state legislators. Um, you know, again, to recap, uh, born alive bill that, uh, concealed carry the constitutional carry, um, you know, we got bailed out, uh, by the feds, you know, so education is funded, but, uh, there's a lot of strings attached to that. There is. Um, and you know, one I, thing we didn't say is that that gap is only going to get bigger yep. and bigger, significantly bigger. And I think we'll, we'll cover that more when we have Senator Kinski on yeah, and, and maybe another episode, I think when we have we'll do kind of more of the numbers on it. So, but, um, you know, uh, again, please share, like, and subscribe, tell your friends and family that we're doing this, uh, the more listeners and watcher, uh, you know, listeners and viewers we can get the better. Um, and, uh, check out all our other stuff and our other, uh, other guests. And, uh, that's another episode of, uh, go be wild. That was another segment of give no ground. Uh, we hit on the second amendment. So, yeah. <laughs> um, I think it's important we touch on that. So thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.